get ready. Because we're going north. Way north. Wiseman, Alaska North. It's a small community composed of less than 25 people. Ethan Daniel Davidson lived there, and he soon found out that Mother Nature both giveth and taketh away. One day in about mid-November, I went hiking out to cross the middle fork of the Koyukuk River. In that time of year, uh, the temperature was about 40 below zero, so you can actually feel your eyelids sort of momentarily freeze shut every time you blink. And while I was up there, I heard all this otherworldly sound. I didn't know what it was, but uh, finally realized that it was a dog sled, and I saw the dog sled go by on the river ice. So I came back to the cabin, and it was after dark by this point, and my uh, neighbor's kid was there, and he said, did you hear what happened to Sep? And I said, well, I just saw him dog mushing out across the river. I took some photos of him. And he said, Sep had been mushing, and as he was cresting this hill, this bear was coming in the opposite direction, and they met right at the crest of the hill. And the bear began tearing into the dogs and killing the dogs. Sep went after the bear with the braking system for the sled, which is basically like a gigantic anchor. It's a big, heavy metal hook with a rope attached. Swung at the bear, narrowly missing the bear's snout. The bear pinned Sep down onto the ground, left two big bloody paw prints on his shoulders and a bloody snout print on the neck of his parka. And Sep was within a second of being killed. When the wheel dogs, those are the dogs closest to the sled, began attacking the bear from behind, the dogs in the back gave their lives attacking that bear to give the musher an opportunity to escape. And Sep took that opportunity and was able to get away, made it back to the village, got us. We rushed out there on snowmobiles. We had guns and spotlights put our spotlights on the bear and we could see that the bear was eating the dogs. We fired a couple of shots into the air. The bear kind of looked up at us and sort of gave a a growl that suggested mild annoyance at our presence. At that point, the villagers began shooting the bear. The bear got up, ran a little ways, and then sort of fell off a little side of a hill and died. This old 25-year-old bear was emaciated at 500 pounds and was over seven feet from tip to tail. The bear was dying of hunger and had been probably dying for the last two years. Its teeth were all broken off and had been broken off for some time. And so it was really unable to eat and digest food. It was pretty sad for every animal involved. Out of the nine dogs that were on the team, the bear had killed seven of them. One of the dogs, we had to end its suffering. And we saved a ninth dog. It had a very severe injury to one of her hind legs. We didn't expect the ninth dog to survive the night. We took it back to the village. 
because we wanted to try to get this dog back to safety. And she survived the night. The next morning, we went out back to the site with the benefit of daylight, and we tended to the dogs. The dogs that he runs, these are, you know, these are part of the family. These are like children or, or siblings. These people have a very, very close relationship with their dogs. We took the dogs down to the river and set them on the ice so that in breakup they would be carried away down the river. We felt that this was the most respectful way to handle this and let the dogs sort of be carried away into the infinity of the Alaskan wilderness. It was a very emotional scene. It was a, it was a very emotional scene. But the, the hardest part for me was I was totally unprepared for what happened later that afternoon. We brought the body of the bear back into the village to clean it up. And that uh, the wounded uh, sled dog was, was there, of course, uh, the one that we had saved. She smelled the bear come into the house, and the terror that I saw in her, in her face, shaking and, and trying to get up and, and, and get out of there on three legs, Seeing that dog that had survived this terrible ordeal, thinking that she was going to go through it again, was just something I, I just couldn't deal with. I had to excuse myself for, uh, for the rest of the day. Thankfully, the dog survived many, many more years. I mean, she was never a sled dog again, but she had a very uh, good life for the next eight or nine years after that. I would visit that dog in Fairbanks and visit Sep. And going back and seeing this dog, it always gave me great uh, satisfaction, great hope that uh, anything is possible as long as we have the, the support of, uh, of other people who really care about us as well. It, it, it gave me a lot of strength. Gave me a lot of strength. Leave your tears for the night to come. You can close both eyes when you sleep. Ain't it strange the small little comforts Every con learns to keep That fateful night inspired Ethan to live for the moment and become a musician. You're listening right now to one of his songs, and you can check out more of his music at silvertoothmusic.com. We'll have a link at snapjudgment.org. That piece was produced, Dear Snappers, by our own Stephanie Fu. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.